Impact 89 FM's own NFL podcast. Hosted by Michael Markosh, this is The Pylon. Welcome back to The Pylon, Impact 89 FM's own NFL podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Michael Markosh. Alongside me, my co-host, as always, Jay DeCoster. And Jack Latterman is back in studio with us as well. Manit Patel, unfortunately, was not able to make it today, but we're just going to roll with the punches without him today. How are we doing, fellas? It is just beautiful weather. Oh, it is absolutely right cool. I'm just I'm, jo- I'm enjoying this weather while it lasts until it gets to like 45 degrees on Monday. So <laughs> today it is <laughs> it's it is it is 80 it's today. Touch like 83. Um, I think. Yes, but the nuts. weather is going away. It's only here for about a couple more days because Sunday it's going to rain and rain and rain, and then, and then it's just going to cool everything off next week. But then, but then next Thursday is seventy five, so yeah. it's been that's Michigan for you. Yeah. So. Only a, only a few more weeks to go in the semester. A few more weeks for me here at Michigan State. I am graduating here in early May, so only a few more episodes on the mic for me. It's it's a little bit bittersweet, but this is one of the best times of year. Uh, it's not quite the playoffs. It's it's obviously not the regular season. There's no football on, but it is NFL draft season. The NFL draft, just under two weeks away, two weeks from yesterday, actually, will be the first round of the 2023 NFL draft. And today we're just going to break down some of the storylines. We're going to finally talk about the draft. We have not done that on this show all year long, except for little you know bits here and there. But right now, there's nothing else to talk about in the NFL. This is the story. So let's hop right into it, guys, and let's get into some of the storylines. Um, we're going to do as we can. It, it's going to be a lot of an open-ended episode. It's just going to be a discussion about the draft. We'll just kind of go wherever it takes us. But let's start with what everybody else wants to talk about, and that's quarterbacks. Uh, the Carolina Panthers obviously trade up, Jay, with your Chicago Bears. They have the number one overall pick. They are going to be taking a quarterback but which one will it be is the question. I saw, I think it was last week, Bryce Young has officially overtaken C.J. Stroud as the betting favorite. Most people close to Carolina believe it's going to be Bryce Young now, um, but you really can't rule out C.J. Stroud. I would be shocked if it was Anthony Richardson, honestly. So I got an update um, this morning, and before that I was like, no chance it's Richardson, that Richardson was still in the equation. I don't know if that's just some smoke, yeah. but I was shocked to see that. It was interesting. I, I look. I've I've been hearing like the Panthers. I've heard love every single quarterback. Like you hear, they love CJ Stroud. They love Bryce Young. They so love. Why not trade they're down enamored to with Anthony Richardson. Why not and they still down? have a thing for Will Levis. So, I that's a question. Um, if they like all of them, why did they go all the way up to one when they probably could have gone up to three for a cheaper price? Um, obviously, Arizona's you know talking about flipping three as well. So, look, I don't know. Um, it's just an interesting call. If you guys had the number one pick, which I know, Jay, your team did for a little bit, but they weren't taking a quarterback, <laughs> yeah. who would you take in this spot? Would you take CJ or would you take Bryce? Um, it's I feel like it's like a Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, because like, yeah. they're both like kind of I mean similar and they're both really talented. I don't know. I mean, Bryce is undersized, but he's also a freak. I mean, a freak talent as well as CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, I'm not undersized, but he, I mean, he's a great talent. I just, I have my concerns about CJ Stroud. Like, I don't know if you agree with this, but like in the big game, like against Michigan, the last mm-hmm. two years you lose to them. I mean, yeah. I, he, he's a great talent. He played well in the college football playoff against Georgia. I'd probably roll with Bryce Young. I know like he's got the size issues, but you know Drew Brees will undersized. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. You know he's he's got his issues, but Kyler Murray is still a very very solid quarterback. It's very tough. I'd roll with Bryce Young though. Um, I mean, you saw what he did against Auburn in the Iron Bowl a couple years ago. I mean, that to take his team ninety yards down the field with like fifty seconds left. I mean, that is you gotta be a dog to do that. And I think Bryce Young can be one of those. So I mean, I got it's really close, but I gotta roll with Bryce Young for right now. Yeah, I agree that it's it's definitely a close call. And I think <clears throat> either I guess I'm saying this now and we'll see. But I think both of them are gonna be great quarterbacks. I agree. Um, like mm-hmm. I'm not, I wouldn't be concerned either way, which is kind of why I was like, why, Panthers move down to two, and you get you get a pick, you you still get one. Well, yeah, um, but why would they go to? Why would the Texans give up two? They wouldn't exactly. But, but. but I mean, like I'm surprised even in the first place that the Panthers were the ones to move up. But um, I think they're going to take Young just from what I've seen. It's seen. There's a lot of smoke there right now yeah. that it's going to be Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean, I like Stroud a lot. I think it also they're different quarterbacks. Um, they are. I mean, Stroud is a big dude. Mm-hmm. Young is not. Young is accurate and and can move pretty well. Um, 
Don't doubt Stroud's mobility. I mean, he no. showed, especially against Georgia, in the biggest and game of his life Utah, that he can move. Utah in the Rose Bowl uh, that year before, too, he played yeah. well. But. I think, like, to me, the difference is Stroud, if, if we're talking as a pure passer, I'm taking C.J. Stroud over yeah. Bryce Young, period. Just end of story. I think he's the best pe- pure passer we've seen in college in a long time. But Bryce Young has that kind of sort of magic in him that you don't see mm-hmm. in a guy like C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young, he's... They call him the broken play master. He just there's never a play that he's out of. He can get out of the pocket. He can make plays. You know he he's hard to sack. Um, and there's he always seems to make the right decision, even in hectic times. And I think C.J. Stroud. There has been some concerns about his decision making, especially going back two years ago, the first year he started at Ohio State. He really struggled out of the gates in his first few games before kind of turning it on late in the year, and then they kind of came back and bit him against Michigan twice in mm-hmm. back-to-back years. So, like, there are some concerns, I think, with that with Stroud. But, like, dude, the raw talent, like I said, in terms of pure passing ability, I haven't seen anyone better than Stroud in, in recent years. No, I agree. I mean, you, I mean, you mentioned some of the concerns you know, I had with them and you had with them. I mean, he there there are some red flags, but like you said, he his his passing, I mean, it's it's one of the best in this class and that's why it's just it's such a coin flip because Bryce Young, I mean, he he's a beast and the, these both of these guys are just I think like uh, Jack said, they're both going to be very very good yeah. quarterbacks. It's not going to I don't think it'll be a Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf situation. Both yeah. these guys will have very solid careers. It's just I'm just I'm just so I'm so torn on who is going to end up being number one, but like I said, I think Bryce Young is just going to edge him out right now. It's just it's a coin flip. Like the other the other question through <clears throat> this is, I mean, how far? I mean, obviously, I think we can all agree it's more likely Stroud slides than Young. Yeah. To, I don't think Bryce Young would get past the Texans at two. If the Panthers took Stroud, I think the Texans would take Young. But if the Panthers take Bryce Young. I don't think the Texans would take C.J. Stroud. I actually, I've heard, I think I've they're heard going. The Texans, uh, I think they're going to go Anthony Richardson if that's the case. Well, I've, I actually seen going? like some rumors that the Texans are going to take Will Anderson, which yeah. I would be blown I mean, away. If they I did would that. be stunned because you cannot tell your fan base the season ticket holders, the sweet holders, we're just going to roll out Davis Mills again. Like you just can't do that. that did they sign a quarterback at all in free agency? No, but I don't the, think so. The thought process I, so. I assume is you get Caleb Williams next year. Right, like you that's suck the again. Only, yeah. that's the, <laughs> that's the only that. thing like, though that, that would make that's that. a that's a bold play because think yeah. about it, the Jets tried that for years, yeah. tanking for Trevor Lawrence, and then they screwed that up at the end of the yeah, year and ended just, up not even getting him. So it it's a dangerous game to play. Um, and plus, look, you have a bright young head coach that I love. By the way, they're gonna play hard. You have for a him. really yeah. good. T- I think they have a decent roster. If you plug in a rookie quarterback, they're gonna be one of those young teams that they're probably not gonna win a lot of games next win, year. Like, five but games. man, yeah. they're gonna be fun to watch. And I think that's going to give a new energy to this organization, this fan base. That you know they're moving in the right direction for an organization that hasn't been doing that in recent years. So look, I don't know what they're gonna do. I know the Texans love Bryce Young, so. If Bryce Young slides to two, I think the Texans are all over him. But yeah. the question is, if Bryce Young goes number one, which is what we're hearing, I don't know what they do. Like I'm hearing they like Anthony Richardson a lot, but would is that just smoke to try to get someone maybe to move up, um, or would they just or are they thinking in the back of their head, look, we're good with either one. We'll take whoever the Panthers don't. Um, I don't. And personally, also, there's been news that C.J. Stroud doesn't want to go to Houston. I've seen that. Um, <laughs> by the way, who does C.J. Stroud share an agent with? Deshaun Watson, um, (laughs) who obviously has a lot of things to say about Houston. Um, So I think in certain places that might rub off poorly in the Texans' room of whether or not to take CJ. But like I said, I I find it more likely that he slides than Young does. I know they love Bryce Young, but if he goes number one, or maybe the Panthers are dangling it to try to get the Texans to move up a pick. Who knows? I, I mean, mean that maybe could be the interesting. Texans move back to three or four if that happens. I mean, yeah. If if Young goes one, do you move back? Somebody else jumps up to get Stroud, Stroud, and maybe you yeah. get you could maybe still get Richardson to yeah, fall like to Colts, you if you pick later. Colts trade up to two or something, do like something like that. I mean, but... I've heard the Colts love with Levis. That's yeah. what I saw yesterday. I thought the Colts love Richardson. But so. also, here's the thing: there's a chance if the Cardinals trade three, right? There's a chance we see one, two, three, four. Yeah, which is nuts. Like, if we see a team, so I'm also in the Lions like Stroud a lot too. They're bringing they brought him in for an in person mm-hmm, visit yep. in Detroit. Yep. Um, I heard the Lions could possibly move up from six to three if Stroud gets past two. Like, say the Texans do go Anthony Richardson there at two, 
you know, all of a sudden the Lions could jump up with the Cardinals, get Stroud, and then Levis goes forward to the Colts. I think you could see it. I'm trying to see who else besides Lions could move up to that third pick for a QB. Seattle, potentially. I don't think so, though, because they've, yeah. they've put so much into Geno Smith Atlanta? for the next few years. I know they said Ritter's their Atlanta. guy. But... Hey, look. Hey, maybe Vegas. I mean, have Jimmy G start for a couple of years or a year or Especially two. Especially if it's for a guy like Will Levis, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. have Will Levis develop. I mean, there's a lot of Or Anthony really Richardson happen. for that Patriots? matter. Patriots? Mac Jones isn't oh. the guy. How high would they have to get, though? The so Patriots are 14. Mel have to get Kiper, I don't know if you saw his mock draft, but he had the Titans Move going it up, up. Ooh, I 11 to 3. I saw that, yeah. I guess a, Willis they took a little late last year, but... Yeah, I mean, the Titans, I mean, are they going to roll with Ryan Tannehill again for these next couple of years? I, I mean, mean, they have to... I, mean, I don't think this is their long-term answer. And Malik Willis, like... It hasn't worked so far. I mean, no, but it's it been hasn't. one year. It's been one year. Like, like, you can't... I don't really think you can really evaluate Malik Willis much right now. Um, if you're if you're willing to, like, basically give up on Malik Willis after one year, I... Like, I'm sorry. In that situation, yeah. too, I just... I would hope for his sake that he lands with a team that maybe can give him a fresh start um, that actually gives him a fair shake at it. Look, he didn't look great, but he did play that game in Arrowhead last year. The Titans almost won. Um, he has like, the potential still all there. So, I mean, look, we'll see what's going to happen. It sh- it's going to be a fascinating first round because uh, most people believe the draft starts at number three. Like, the top two are taking quarterbacks. We don't know the order. We can probably guess that it's going to be, you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud off the board in those first two picks. But, you know, we don't really know, which I guess leads me into the other one. When we talk about the second tier of quarterbacks, where do you kind of stack those guys up in terms of, like, the top two are, I think, in a class of their own. I, I, look, people can debate that to land's end. Those are the two proven guys. Those two feel like slam dunks. But when you get into Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and even farther down the line when you start talking about some other quarterbacks in this class— <laughs> Where do you guys think that they stack up? Um, you know, obviously, like you said, Bryce Young and Stroud are on a class of their own. And then you go to Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Richardson out of out of Florida had a his completion percentage wasn't great. Fifth, it was like around fifty three percent. I have concerns about that. I, I mean, if he plays in the SEC with the best conference, he's, he's got a lot of arm arm talent. Which I mean. We've seen a lot of these prospects over the years. How that kind of fit, how that kind of worked out with Josh Allen. I mean, he's got a cannon. I, I like Richardson a lot. Um, like, like, like I said, the completion percentage kind of concerns me. And then Will Levis, a guy out of Kentucky that didn't really get a lot of help around him, also has a cannon for an arm. I think Will Levis would be more of a guy that you know I would like. You know, I wouldn't say like early rounds, but maybe like probably like. I'd say the first, like, maybe like the twelfth pick. I mean, he's he's got a lot of arm talent. I really like the way he plays. I just he didn't get a lot of help at Kentucky. Um, so I mean, it goes Richardson, Levis, and then the rest. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 gonna be interesting. But yeah, uh, as of right now, I I like Levis a lot. So really, now that's actually. I mean, I would I would hear a lot of people who would probably say Levis was a little bit more down the list. Um, yeah, but I, I like the thought there. I would go Richardson over Levis, but I agree that it. I think the key is say both of them have a hard time at the start. Richardson can run around like crazy and mm-hmm. can make something happen, but I think Levis is like his accuracy, his football, his quarterback IQ, all that sort of stuff. I think is is impressive. But Richardson is an athlete. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the best spot Richardson could land is Seattle and sit for a year or two. I think that would be the best thing for him. Yeah, I mean that that's a that's a solid uh, prediction because I mean you're going to roll with Geno Smith with that contract extension for a year or two. I mean I mean who knows if Geno Geno Smith's probably not the future in Seattle. So I mean I think that would be a solid choice for them. I mean a guy like Anthony Richardson is, you know, sitting develop for a year or two. That's not a bad uh, prediction. Look, I mean, I think both of these guys could benefit from sitting for a little while. Yeah. Um Anthony Richardson though, I mean just the pos- the, the potential that this guy has mm-hmm. is probably the highest ceiling I think in the entire class um like Young and Stroud have the highest floor but I mean Richardson 
he's got the potential to be like really, really good. I think it's going to be like he's either a stud or he's out of the league in four years. Exactly. I completely agree. It, well, with that's that. the thing. It's one way or the other. People thought the same thing about Patrick Mahomes, right? Like this, this kid's either going to be you know the greatest thing we've ever seen, which is where it seems he's trending, or you know he's gonna he's just a dude with a cannon who's going to be out of the league mm-hmm. in a few years. Yeah. Sure enough, it worked out for him, and that's I'm seeing comparisons to that with Anthony Richardson. I think let's pump the brakes a little bit. Um, Anthony Richardson did not produce in college nearly at the same amount yeah. mm-hmm. that uh, Patrick Mahomes did. But another guy I definitely want to get into who's shooting up draft boards right now, potentially even going in the top fifteen, Hendon Hooker. Yeah, like that, that is that was surprising. <laughs> Hendon Hooker, who again tore his ACL like week ten of last year, uh-huh. he's he might not even be ready for training camp. Is he went from being a second round pick to being a, maybe a late first round pick, and now they're saying he might go in the top ten. Like, he might really? go up there with the other guys. I'm seeing there could be teams like Tennessee who, if they don't want to move down from 11, they could take Hendon Hooker at, a, like, 11, sit him for a couple years, let him get healthy. Um, but, man, I don't know what you guys think of Hendon Hooker. I'm seeing some rankings have him even ahead of guys like Richardson and Levis um, in this class just based on the fact that he's a little bit older. Obviously, he had the production last year. Would have won the Heisman Trophy had he not been hurt. No, he played it's... really well last year. I mean, the, the injury, like, that was so devastating. He... He led that Tennessee team, I mean, through the whole season. Uh, I'm seeing mock drafts right now. I mean, recently, he's they got Hendon Hooker going to Baltimore, which I could definitely where see. Is that, where are they at? Uh, 22. I mean, that's a little, like you said, yeah. he's shooting up draft yeah, That's boards, where he is, but yeah. I, guess I, I could definitely see Hendon Hooker in Baltimore. I mean, they're going to pro- – who knows what's going on with Lamar Jackson. That's a whole other discussion. I mean, who, who knows? But Hendon Hooker, I mean – He's got a lot of potential. I mean, I, I think this is another guy that could either be really good or kind of be out of the league in four years. Um, you know, with the ACL injury, like you said, he's not going to be ready for training camp. But I, I, I would definitely take a risk on him. I mean, he's he's got a lot of arm talent. He, he led that Tennessee team to an Orange Bowl. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. So Yeah, obviously he had a great season last year. Um, but coming off that ACL is I, I would hope that he goes to a team like the Vikings, like Baltimore, something. Where I heard he, the Vikings love him. The best love thing him. is for him to sit. I mean, he cannot. He's just coming off a torn ACL. Like uh, the worst thing for him would be, for some reason, to go somewhere where they want him to start pretty quickly. Uh, I thought he would have been perfect as Justin Fields' backup for Chicago because they play <laughs> similarly. I was hoping. I was hoping after he tore his ACL that he was going to fall to the third, fourth round. I was like, oh, this is this is perfect. He'll be the perfect backup. Save scheme, save everything. Uh, that's that definitely not happening. But I mean, yeah, he's look, he's an interesting uh, prospect. I think there is some talent in there. He's just one of those players I, I worry about a little bit of, you know, he, he had a great year in college. Um, is that going to translate to the pro level? You know, I don't know. I don't really know if his game fits. Um, you're right. Jack, I think he's definitely going to need to sit for at least a little bit. Um, hopefully he lands in a good spot. But it seems like he's going in the first round as well. I think we're going to see five quarterbacks go in round one. Do you, see, do you think Washington would be taking a quarterback like Hooker? Because I mean, maybe, but they like Sam Howell. And, like, um, they have Jacoby Brissett under roster, uh, under contract. So, like, he can start in place of whoever if he beats out Sam Howell and gives Sam Howell a little bit more time. They love Sam Howell, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know what Washington is thinking. Um, I really don't But either. obviously they're going to have a new ownership group coming in. Obviously that was the news of yesterday, and you know what new owners like to do. They like to go crazy yes. right away. They like to spend money. They like to win. They want to you know set the tone. Just so, like the Panthers owner, David exactly. Tepper. Have you, have you seen that? Like He's going to have a lot of say in the – First overall yeah. pick. Oh, every which, owner does. If I was a Panthers fan, I'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" Why right do you think now? the Brown? Yes. Why do you think the Browns took Baker Mayfield number one in 2018? Jimmy Haslam. Jimmy Haslam. He also took. <laughs> he also was instrumental in picking Johnny Manziel in Johnny 2014. Football. Oh yeah. no. So you know, whatever. Regardless, that's Browns don't even have a pick in the first round this year. It doesn't matter. All right, let's move on to a different position group here. Let's talk some wide receivers because this is another fascinating group, right? It's not as deep of a group yeah. as I think we've seen in recent years. Um, actually, I would say it is deep. It's not as top-heavy as we've seen in recent years. You're probably not going to see a receiver go in the top 10. You might, um, but I, I don't think so. Um, I think quarterbacks, tackles, and defensive players are going to go up in that realm, but I don't think you're going to see wide receivers. But there are a few. I think there's four Right now, with first-round grades that are projected to go in the first round, obviously we got Quentin Johnston out of TCU, a, a 
one of the stories of the playoff last year with his big season that he had 18.8 yards per catch last season. Uh, Zay Flowers out of Boston College, uh, who's really shooting up draft boards. A lot of people believe he's going to be the first receiver off the board. And then Jordan Addison from USC, obviously huge year, transferring from Pitt, comes plays with Caleb Williams. And, I mean, this is a former Bolitnikoff winner. He is as good as it gets when it comes to route running and catching the football. And then obviously the biggest wild card of this draft, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, who, look, if he played the full year last year, he's a top five pick in this yeah. draft. It's, it's I don't think it's even a debate. He might be top three. Um, I He's that good, but he again, he just missed a whole year with a bit of a hamstring injury. Um, he only played in three games for Ohio State, but the year before that, 95 catches for 1,595 yards, nine touchdowns, and then that Rose Bowl performance, obviously, where he broke, like, four records. Um, like I said, he, he's, he would be the slam dunk top of the class, but right now he's just not there. I'm I'm in on Jackson Smith. And oh, I am too. He, <laughs> I mean, first of all, Ohio State is wide receiver you. I they mean, are. I, I would take a wide, or a wide receiver from Ohio State any day, but, no, after watching that Rose Bowl against uh, Utah, I was like, okay, I want Jackson Smith and Jigba on the Bears. <laughs> And obviously he had the hamstring injury. That does give me a little concern. But, you know, I'm willing to take a little bit of a risk on a guy like this who his ceiling is just to the moon. I mean, this is a guy that is going to be your wide receiver one if he's healthy, um, I think, in in his first or second year. So I'm willing to take that gamble. I I love JSN as I think he's my favorite wide receiver in this class right now. And then Quinn Johnson, I mean, that's, that's the safe pick. Had a really good year for TCU. 6'4", 215. Big, yeah, big body. Big body. 6'4". I mean, that's that's a guy who's, you're going to be throwing a bunch of balls to in, in the end zone. Um, I, I'm, I love him, too. So overall, I mean, yeah, like I said, JSN is the guy I want um, if, mm-hmm. if if I was a team willing to take him just right Where are the there, Bears so. at in the second round? Are they high up there? Uh, they have two firsts. Yeah, I mean, that... No. Oh, they do. No, they don't. don't. They? No, they, they, no, they don't. don't. They, have they only one. they have the ninth pick, and then oh, they have they have, they have the Panthers' second round pick. So. Oh, they, they have two seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, so I don't know how high they are seconds. in the second in case you know in Jigba falls. So they, they have the um, what was it the thirty eighth, the thirty ninth pick from Carolina, and then they have the Ravens' pick for the, well, oh. the Roquan trade. Oh right, they don't have their own. Exactly. Yeah, with, Man, with Chase tough. Claypool, which kind of which kind of stings, but because that would be like the first pick, the second round, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which so, now goes to the Steelers. Yes, so, I know. Yeah. So I don't want to talk about that. But anyways, I forgot about that. Yeah, but, I agree. I think I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the pick, but I would he's different from Quentin Johnson. I think uh, he's more of a playmaker. But I could see teams going Quentin Johnston just for different reasons. Like I think it totally depends on what you're looking for. Um, but I think as they could go wide receivers in general as early as Tennessee at eleven, maybe. I don't. I don't think there's any chance they're going above that. Um, I mean, you say that, but it's everyone, tra- somebody trades up for a wide receiver yeah, every year. Multiple just, teams will. Yeah, I mean, I think Tennessee obviously has nobody. <laughs> Houston doesn't have many weapons. Yeah. Green Bay. I'm seeing Jackson well, Smith yeah, and Jake, but a Green Bay here. The Cleveland be, pick too. Yeah. So they could go quarterback receiver just stack. Like you could go Stroud and Smith and Jigba. How about uh Come on. Addison to the Steelers? Pickett played with them at Pitt. I've heard That'd that. Be interesting. I've heard that a lot. I've seen I, I a lot of Steelers stuff pops up on my timeline just because I'm a Browns fan. It just randomly pops up there. They I mean they they're obsessed with that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're like, yes, Jordan Addison or Joey Porter, no matter what. Because well, Joey Porter go, goes to Penn State. They could go Porter and then hope Addison falls to that early pick in the second yeah, round. Yeah, I don't think go. he'll be there. Like, either, if but. there's any of these players that I think falls out of the first round, I would probably say it's it's between Smith and Jigba and Zay Flowers. And that's only because, like, Smith and Jigba, I think, should absolutely be a first-round pick. Um, I would probably, like, if I was a team that needed a receiver, I'd probably still take him in the top ten. Like, he's the, that talented. Um, I get the injury concerns. I get all that. But, um, like, Zay Flowers is just flying up the boards right now. Like, again, they're saying he might be the first receiver picked. Really? Um, I'm, I yeah, saw people like that. that. I mean, he's, like I said, that's, he's he, he put up some great numbers on a bad football team at Boston College. But, I mean, like I said, he's he's got a lot of speed. He's a great route runner, uh, as are anybody in this top four. But... He also has size that I think, like, when you look at a guy like Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison, they lack the 
go up and get it type ability that you see from a Quentin Johnson or a Zay Flowers that I think a lot more teams are more gravitating towards rather than Smith and Jigbo, who probably most people view as more of a slot, slot. guy in this league. I Look, he can do it all. He can play outside if you need him to, but I get it with the size concerns. Well, it's not size concerns. He's just he's a little small. Um, a lot of coaches probably don't want to put him out wide necessarily. Same with Jordan Addison, who I love. Like, yeah, I think Jordan Addison is he could be like he's right up there with Smith and Jigba in my opinion, just in terms of the way he runs routes. I mean, I mean this dude won a Blitnikoff at Pitt. Like, I mean, this was over two. He won it over Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson last year. No, he, Jordan Addison. Debate it to Lanzan, Jordan Addison is your perfect slot receiver. He's a phenomenal player. And I, I've seen mock drafts him staying in LA and go, and uh, going to the Chargers. I think that would be. I would love to see Jordan Addison, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Because I mean, you have Mike Williams, that big body receiver. To get a guy like Jordan Addison on the other side, that, yeah, you got like that, your possession that, guy in Keenan yeah, Allen, exactly. big play. Oh yeah. And then a little like another speed threat. I mean, that'd be a, yeah. a nasty wide rec- receiving core. So I, I mean. That would definitely make sense. But, yeah, Jordan Addison, a, guy, a, a very fast guy and a, a perfect slot receiver in this class. I He's he's another one of my favorites. So Yeah, I, look, and this receiver class is very deep. I mean, it, it's deep a lot of years, but even this one. I mean, you look at some of these guys who are probably going to be off the board in the second round. Josh Downs from North Carolina could probably sneak his way into the first round if some team wanted him. Uh, he is an athletic freak. Um, he's like built in a lab, um, and obviously played at North Carolina under like with two great quarterbacks, uh, Sam Howell and now uh, Drake May. Uh, Tank Dell from Houston. You got guys like Jalen Hyatt who just won the Blitnikoff. Uh, he's probably going to uh, go in the second round. I've third seen round. him to the Bears in a couple. Yeah, I've seen Jalen Hyatt. Uh, look, Hyatt is he's an interesting player too because he's a big play threat. He's very very fast. Um, he had 15 touchdowns last season. That's part of the reason he won the Blitnikoff, um, which, again, I would still say Marvin Harrison got robbed, but that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, but he I mean, he was phenomenal, too, and he's probably going to go with the back end of round two, maybe early round three is what I'm seeing for Hyatt. Um, honestly, I'd love it if Hyatt fell to the Browns. I would, I'd be all over him if he fell to the third round when they're picking. What about our well, very own Jaden Reed? Yeah. Jaden Reed. I mean, he's gonna be yeah. a, he's gonna be a fourth round this guy. I saw fourth. I saw he visited the Bears actually. I mean, yeah, he spent. Here's no, the he, thing. Jaden Reed is going to be. I don't think a lot of people are gonna want to hear this, especially in East Lansing. Jaden Reed's a slot guy. Um, he. I mean, look, we know he can play big and he can play on the outside and he can win jump balls. I don't think NFL teams see him that way. He's very fast. He's very quick. He's a great route runner. He's a prototypical slot receiver. Um, you know, you, you can send him deep in the slot. And ask him to go up and make a play. Absolutely, I just don't think Jaden Reed's a guy you're going to see on the outside. Um, but there's, I would say, arguably, there's more teams that need a slot guy more than they need someone on the perimeter anyway. So I think Jaden Reed, I think he's going to be. You're right. That's probably a, that's a really good flyer. He's probably going to be a very early day three pick. Yeah. Um, could possibly sneak into the late part of day two in the third. I don't see it. I still think there's a lot of these other receivers that I would take over him. Um, I just think they have a more um, well-rounded skill set, um, but Jaden Reed also he's going to give you that special teams boost. Oh, yeah. I think a lot punt of teams yeah. he you can plug him in as a punt returner in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not necessarily for kicks, but for punts at least, absolutely. So I think look, he's going to go high in term like he's going to go high in terms of what we know like Michigan State receivers to be. I don't know the last Michigan State receiver that went that maybe Plaxico. Where did Musa Muhammad go? <laughs> Who? Musa Muhammad, he went to uh, he was on the Bears' 2006 Super Bowl team. I, I know nobody knows what I'm talking about. I have about. no idea who that is. <laughs> he went to Michigan Did he go State. Undrafted. Uh, oh, well, Pla- didn't Plaxico get drafted? Did Plaxico went in the first round. Okay. But uh, so Plaxico, how about yeah. Cody Probably White? Plaxico. Did he get drafted or did he go? Did he go undrafted? <laughs> I don't think he did. He's on the Steelers right now. No, he, was, he was undrafted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was undrafted. Steelers love Michigan State players. Like they really do. <laughs> they've, they've Connor Hayward now too. Um, they only took him because he's um, Cameron Hayward's brother. But Nonetheless, we're off the rails a little bit here. Look, it's a great wide receiver class. Um, it's it, it's going to be interesting to see where they kind of go. Like I said, there's the top four guys, but we'll see what happens afterwards. Now it's time to stay on offense before we're maybe going to talk a little bit of defense. Running backs, because this is another weird group of running backs. There's one guy, clear cut, ahead of the rest, but nobody has any idea where he's going. I have seen projections for B. John Robinson to go in the 
back half of the first round. I've seen him in the teens. I've seen someone saying he's going number three to the Cardinals. I I have no idea where this dude's going. Um, he's going to be the first running back taken. He should be the first running back taken. But like, what in the world? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the heck's going on because there's a lot of teams that need a running back, but it's been proven in the last few years that running backs don't win you Super Bowls yes. anymore. They used to. They don't anymore. Um, Ask the Giants. How's that? How that? How's that? I mean, but, Saquon's been a very look, decent player. I love, I've said it many times. Definitely not so, worth the number two. Pick. Anyone outside of the Browns, Saquon Barkley is my favorite player in this league. But um, yeah, I Bijan Robinson. Though the difference with him is he's so much more than a running back. Like yeah. you can put him out wide at wide receiver, and he will cook defenders. Uh-huh. Um, he's like I just don't know where at all he's gonna go. Like I've seen top five. Um, I've seen things like the Cardinals taking him at three. I've seen the Lions could be in on him at six, which makes absolutely no I, sense. I see that, and I, I, see, I see. I mean, I've seen one of the Lions taking B. John with the eighteenth pick. Yeah, or taking him at eighteen too. First which, of all, I don't, I don't taking understand. one at all. Makes well, they no already have, first of all, they just, they just signed David Montgomery. You have um, DeAndre Swift still. I don't know. I don't think they DeAndre, love Swift yeah, as much but, like, anymore. For, my theory on running backs is you don't draft them. I, you just I don't like drafting running backs in the first round unless they're just a generational talent. Uh, maybe B. John can be that guy. Can be that very very good running back that lasts in the league for around ten years. But like we've seen how the how this has gone with Saquon number two overall, it just hasn't worked. And, you know, taking a guy like Bijan, I mean, he's the best running back in this class. But to take him in the top 10 would just be asinine, in my opinion. Like, if the Bears took Bijan at 9, I would I would come on this podcast and just rant because it just... You, you don't draft a running back in the top 10. That's that's where I'm going here. You just... It doesn't work. You also don't pay running backs. The, so. only, the only time it's really worked, at least in recent years, has been Christian McCaffrey. He yeah, went tenth, and he went tenth overall to Carolina in whatever it was, twenty seventeen, I think, or whatever. Um, like that, but other that's than like that. that's like a generational type. Yeah, of... exactly. And we thought, look, if Barkley was taken tenth instead of second, I think we are viewing his career a lot differently because Saquon Barkley's done a lot in this league. His biggest problem has been he hasn't stayed healthy. Yeah. Um, but like he has played when he's on the field, his production is more than worth, I think, the investment that the Giants made in him. Um, but obviously, you know, the best ability is availability, and he hasn't been on the field much, um, which is why he didn't get the contract that he was looking for. But I think with, I mean, to, I mean, this running back class just takes such a drop-off That's after Bichon. I, I mean, yeah. the next one I'm seeing, this is this is based off PFF, which, I mean, some people live by it, some people hate it. Um, I don't really, I'm kind of neutral on it. Um, but they have Jameer Gibbs from Alabama's number two. Um, then you got guys like, you know, Zach Charbonnet, uh, Dwayne Mc, McBride, who I've heard is a, a kind of a shifty player. You're probably going to see him go on day two. Uh, Ty J. Spears from Tulane, the, the little mm-hmm. – he's uh, he's one of the most intriguing running backs, I think, in this class. He, he's small, but he is really, really fast. <laughs> and, fast. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard to tackle him. Uh, Deuce Vaughn the same way out of Darren Kansas Sproles State. Darren Sproles Jr. Yeah. Was it Darren Sproles Jr.? No. Deuce Vaughn. No, that's who people Deuce call Vaughn him. is. Yeah, he's five, five. I think he's five. I think people said he's like five Deuce four, Vaughn. five five. I'm looking it up. Deuce right Vaughn is very very fast. He weighs like one sixty eight. Deuce Vaughn is five foot five. Yeah, like one seventy. He's one seventy six. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah, that's tiny. Um, but like like I said, but after Bijan, it it's a rough class. But like I said, it's not. I wouldn't say rough. These are all still really good, really good running backs. But uh, like. I just don't know where he's going to go. Like, it's going. I, I think you're just going to see it at some random time, and it's going to stun the draft. It's going to be like Bijan there. Like then, um, I you might see someone trade up for him. For all I know, like I could see a team like Buffalo jumping up and trying to snag him. Buffalo hasn't had a running back in since maybe like year two. CJ we Spiller. Thought, we also thought Buffalo's <laughs> taking Kenneth Walker last year, yeah. and they took uh, the guy from a lot. Uh, they took the guy from Florida, the corner from Florida. Yeah, well, they, they got uh, they got Isaiah. Yeah. Did they were they were they the ones uh, who took Isaiah? Those were the Chargers. No, I'm, I'm just thinking of CJ Spiller. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but um, that's because, like I said, that's I think the last like. Oh no, they had Lashawn McCoy there for a while. They yeah. did, yeah, because they got him in that trade. So actually, yeah, they did have they had Snowball Shady. Um, it, a lot true. of teams could like the Vikings said they're not. 
They're not sold on Dalvin Cook. So, they might right, be flipping him. Maybe they move him. up and go Bijan. The Chargers could get rid of Eckler and go Bijan. I mean, you could see so many teams possibly Bijan on the Chargers. I mean, man, like if they flip Eckler and replace him with Bijan, oof. So the Eagles have the 10th pick right now. I mean, I, they're saying B- the Eagles at 10 because they don't yeah. need much. Man. They don't need much else. Like yeah. if you're looking outside, they lost Miles Sanders. Yeah, obviously we'll see where the board falls in their world of, you know, maybe a player falls that wasn't supposed to be there at 10, maybe on defense that they can get for depth. But like, dude, I mean, Bijan on the Eagles, overpowered. Like, absolutely. That's the one thing they need. I think their problem is they're really old. I could see them going yeah. O line or D. I could see them going like D. I mean, they lost a lot of guys. Corner. On D. They could go corner. So um, I've seen them as a place potentially for Joey Porter. Van Ness. Um, I've Lucas seen going Van Ness. There. Yeah. I mean that that'd yes. be a very good. Mm-hmm. I mean they lost a couple linebackers to free agency, so I think Lucas Van Ness would be a, a good addition for them. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, look, it's <clears throat> we'll see where Bijan goes. Like I said, he's gonna be the only running back in the first round. Um, but like like I said, we'll see. He's he's very good. I think he's the best. He's I would probably take him above any running back that we saw last year. Um, maybe not the year before that, but um, we'll we'll see where he goes. Now it's time to move on to some of the fun stuff: draft night trades. And this doesn't just involve obviously teams that are going to maybe trade up on the clock to go get a quarterback, or you know teams trading back to collect extra picks like you see every single year. Not those type of trades. We're talking about the big ones with players who are currently on rosters. Like last year, the Eagles trading up, or not trading up, they traded back to get A.J. Brown, uh, giving up their pick. You saw the Cardinals trade for Hollywood Brown last year. Uh, Well, the Titans made the A.J. Brown trade and then took Traylon Burks. Uh I mean, what are we thinking this year? I know, obviously, there's the Aaron Rodgers talks. Uh, there, a lot of people feel it's likely he m- gets flipped on draft night potentially. I mean, he should. Like, I mean, everyone thought he's going to be gone before draft night. Obviously, draft night's the night to make trades because the Packers can evaluate who's on the board. Um, and if you're going to flip him for those two seconds that they have, those back-to-back seconds. You know, maybe they wait till day two to trade Aaron Rodgers and see, okay, what's the board looking like? If we take your two seconds right now, who can we get? Um, I think that would be a play that they could do. Um, they might just be waiting it out a little bit. Um, but I mean, what are maybe some other names that you think could get flipped here? I mean, I know we've talked about a lot. Obviously, Lamar's still out there. As of right now, I don't think Lamar Jackson's getting traded. Um, there's gonna be one stunner, like which we we never thought. There was like, like last year, AJ Brown. Yeah, there's a lot of receivers I think they could. Uh, Hopkins. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Cortland Sutton was on the trade block for a while, didn't end up going. Jerry Judy too. Yeah, like Tannehill. Would you be that surprised if Tannehill got traded? I wouldn't. Hey, well, what if Tannehill? Well, doesn't he have that contract still? I mean, massive he's got that contract. Massive I don't contract. think anyone is going to really want him, but like, I wouldn't be surprised if I mean, that just happened. The thing is, if Tennessee's going to trade, they're going to trade up. Right. I don't know if, like, say they want to jump to three. Yeah. You're not gonna give the Cardinals Ryan Tannehill. They have no interest in Ryan Tannehill. I just don't. I don't see where that would be. Now, they could make two separate trades in the sense of trade up, get your guy at three, then flip Tannehill later to a team maybe like. I don't know who needs a quarterback right now. Atlanta, uh, if you want some other body in there with Rip, but they like Washington. Heineke. They have Heineke now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say Washington, but I'd I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett to be honest. Yeah, Dalvin's um, another one that could. Dalvin like Cook. Said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you could trade him Dalvin to go up Cook's to get Bijan or whatever. Devin White, right? Didn't he say he wants yeah. to leave? Yeah. Devin White's Devin an interesting White, player. I mean, Devin White's a very good Pro Bowl linebacker in his prime. Like that's. Yeah. I, I don't. Just, I, I think still the don't Bucks. Think he's going anywhere. Um, yeah. I just I feel like Devin White's one of those players. Like he is. Um, I've heard comparisons to like he's like a cat chasing a ball of yarn. Like his, he just, he's just kind of all over the place in a sense of like, that's where his eyes are going when he plays linebacker. He gets caught in coverage a few times. Like he's just so high energy and that can be a really good thing. And it can also be a really bad thing. I just don't know how many teams are like linebacker is one of those positions now in the modern day NFL. It's just not nearly as important as it used to be. You'd rather kind of get those hybrid type safeties that you can bring into the box um, rather than just a good you know, run stuffing uh, linebacker. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's going to stay with Tampa. I, I think there's a lot of Tampa is a interesting team to try to figure out because obviously it's year one post Tom Brady. I think there's a lot of panic among the players in the organization of, oh, we're going to be really, really bad. 
Um, but you look at their division, and they're probably not. Maybe they go Tannehill. Well, they Baker right now. I, I, I saw Baker I saw one there. Mike Evans. Do you think he yeah. gets dealt? I've you know I've heard that. Um, I mean, they got Godwin. I mean, it, well, they got they got Godwin, and they still got Scotty Miller. I think he's still there. No, um, he went to Atlanta. Where did he leave? Gage <laughs> left too. Gage went to um, Tampa, right? Yeah, Gage is still there, and they side they have him long term. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Tampa is in an interesting spot where they can go one of two ways. They can still try to win, or they could blow this up and go young again. They got their Super Bowl. Um, Tom Brady kind of you know raided their team and blew it up. Um, so they could just kind of blow it up and start over, uh, which I think is what they're probably going to lean towards doing, especially if they get off to a slow start this year. You could just see Tampa empty house at the trade deadline. Mike Evans, like, gone. Uh, Godwin. Devin White, gone. Godwin, gone. Just get rid of everybody um, and just restart. Maybe they're, you know, going to tank for Caleb Williams. Who knows? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that division is bad enough. Obviously, Carolina is going to have a rookie quarterback coming in. Nobody knows what Atlanta is going to do. New um, Orleans, same thing. Ooh. Well, yeah. I mean, New Orleans got Derek Carr. But, they, they're the front runner. But I just think, like, it's not a good division. You can compete in that division. So I think, especially with Tampa, like, yeah, Devin White, Mike Evans, good names. I think they're obviously having Mike Evans talks. Like, besides Aaron Rodgers, though, like like you guys said, there's going to be one stunner that we're not even talking about. I have one Someone's going to get want. flipped. I would love to see Josh Jacobs traded to the Bills. I think he <laughs> would, would be awesome. I don't know why the Raiders would do that. His stock, though, is probably as high as it's going to be. I mean, it That's is, but if you're, the, true, if you're the Raiders, who no. are you replacing him with? Kenyon Drake? I, I is agree. he still there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but, like, I think Josh Jacobs with the Bills would be his perfect. They would, they're not going to do it, but that, I would love to see that. The Bills just need just that Bills go-to running, running back. back. I mean, like, I mean, they, they, like, they have Damian Harris now. They've drafted, like, three in the last oh, yeah, three years. Damian Harris. Damian Harris is their red zone guy, but they need, like, that true— That's what I'm saying. Like—, like Damian Harris will give you ten touchdowns a year, but they need like seriously. like that's why I thought K nine was going to go there. Yeah, but you know, but they drafted seriously. They drafted Cook last year. Yeah, Moss the year James before Cook, that, yeah. and Singletary the year well, before Moss that. Well, Moss isn't on the team anymore. Right, they Those, traded him to Indy. They, they've tried three times. Yeah, but okay, but they haven't like tried in the first round. Right, all three of those guys they took day two or day three. Yeah, like it wasn't a. Look, that's it's a team that wants to air it out, but I think they're starting to realize that like you gotta run. The you have to run the ball. Look at teams like the Eagles and the Chiefs, the two teams in the Super Bowl last year. Kansas City has completely changed the way that they do offense. Like, look, they still air it out all the time, mm-hmm. but like Isaiah Pacheco, they got him in the seventh round last year, and he was phenomenal down the stretch for them. Um, and that's a team who went running back a few years ago in the first round with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That didn't work out. Uh, then they get a guy like Pacheco who fits a lot more into what they want to do offensively. So, do you think Colin Howard's Alaire gets drafted or, or not drafted? I'm sorry, traded. I say drafted yeah, again. Exactly. He's back in the draft. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Do you think he gets traded? That'd be. A, I think at some a, point he will. Yeah. I mean, there's still some team that will take. He a shot was on hurt him. a lot last year. It wouldn't shock me. He's if been he came hurt back and had an entire career season. Yeah. Like, um, but like, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, we'll see what happens. Like you guys said, there's going to be some stunners. Um. Probably at wide receiver, like that's it's a popular time to see those get moved, especially in the first round when there's going to be teams who are going to evaluating the receivers on the board and they're going to be saying, "Oh well, if I can go get DeAndre Hopkins right now, I'm going to go do that." Um, it's just like I said, that's the fascinating thing about draft night. It's one of my favorite parts of like it is so unexpected. Like you can do mock drafts to Land's End, and you have no idea what's going to happen. It is just a complete chaotic event, and I think teams are. And I've heard general managers say it. Like, you're making decisions with every single pick. Your strategy is changing. Like, there's nothing that you're on your toes the whole night. You're answering every single pick. They said gets at least, like, six phone calls. People trying it's to the most stressful up. night for your NFL GMs, you it's think? It's crazy. It, and look, people just think it's easy. Like, oh, you sit at your, you sit in your spot, you take your pick, you pick your player. Like they said, no, you got teams calling you to get your pick. You're calling teams to trade down. Like, it's happening every pick and even for picks in the future like you're on the phone all night and it's also the biggest decision are your uh, in your organization exactly. because... especially at number one exactly that's I your mean... job basically yeah. well no it literally is yeah. your job it, it's what you're graded on at the end of the day like your job is to build a roster and if the roster isn't good enough that you're, falls you're on fired. you as you're a gm right. um so look i think it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen i'm so excited for the chaos and whatever i'll be there watching it um as best i can but 
my team is sitting out the first round, which leads me into the next um, discussion we're going to have, which is, look, you guys have, you guys are both Bears fans. You guys have one pick now. It's at number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, who would you like to, if you could, if you could have a dream list, give me like the top three guys you'd like to see the Bears get. So I want number one. He's got a lot of red flags, but Jalen Carter, he's got a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of, a lot of issues. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say a lot of issues. He had that. I mean, that one incident was kind of unfortunate, you know, with the car accident, but you know, he's, he's a 21 year old kid. I, it's that, that one thing isn't going to define his life if he learns from it and he, he becomes a better person. Jalen Carter is a freak talent, and the Bears D-line needs it needs a guy like that badly. Mm-hmm. So Jalen Carter, I think, would be my first guy. Number two, probably Peter Skaronsky or Paris Johnson because the Bears also need a, a left or a right tackle. So that would kind of signify that, hopefully, for the next five or ten years. Uh-huh. So Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, or Jalen Carter, I think those are my top three right now. Yeah, that would be my top three. I think I don't think Carter's going to be there. And I also did see that he said that he's not interviewing with any teams outside of the top 10 because he's a top 10 talent, which shows something about his character, but that's okay. Look, I mean, there's a lot uh, of there's yeah. a lot of things about Jalen Carter that yeah. are going to turn I think I think he might slide into the teens. But like, he is so, really? if he can get his head together. I mean, look, we're how look how far Laramie Tunsil fell. For just yeah. one thing I drafted that wasn't nearly as in my opinion, was not nearly as concerning as some of the things we're hearing about Jalen Carter. It's not just about you know the accident and what happened there. Of course, unfortunate situation that may or may not have been his fault, um, or at least he was at at fault in some way. But like, I mean, we're hearing things about just his effort and his willingness to get better. I, I've heard there was some weight issues potentially. He gained um, like nine. He exactly. gained like ten pounds like two weeks after the yeah. Uh, the combine, and I there's just that desire. Does he have that fire to play in the NFL? Like, does he want to get better, or does he just think, "Oh, I'm good enough. Somebody's going to take me," which is why, like, I'm only meeting with teams in the top ten. Like, I'm good enough. You either yeah. take me or you don't. A lot of GMs don't like that. A lot of like yeah. when it comes to quarterbacks, like when Trevor Lawrence did it and basically said, "Like, I'm not going to meet with anybody outside of the top two because I'm not going outside." Like, that's fine. Everyone knows that. Um, but like when you're Jalen Carter and you have these, you know, these character issues surrounding you. I don't know how, you know, if that's a great, you know. It is risky. Day to have. It definitely is. I mean, I've gone very risk-oriented on the show. i taking <laughs> JSN and now Jalen Carter. Look, dude, I if the Bears took JSN, I'd be so happy for them. I would be no, I would love to that. the moon. Him and Justin Fields back together would be. Now, I look, he had his, JSN had his best year with Stroud, obviously, two years ago. But, like, dude, I just, I love seeing quarterbacks and receivers reuniting in the league. Like, it's so much fun to watch, and I would love for Fields to have like one of his Buckeye guys back. I, that would no be way awesome. They do it. Getting DJ Moore, there's no way they do it. The only way that they would do it, honestly, I think would be if somehow both tackles went off the board and Jalen Carter was off the board, like in the top yeah. eight. If we saw both of that happening, I could see the Bears doing it. Because they would say, like, they might still go tackle. You could take the third best tackle maybe. But Roger maybe, Jones from Georgia I've seen Yeah, you could times. like trade down uh-huh. to, or they could go with a guy like, I know who's flying up draft boards, Nolan Smith from Georgia. Yeah, he's um, a freak. The end. I, yes. I've heard he's going to go a lot higher than people think he's going to. I mean, look, if you're taking a defensive player from Georgia, you're good. You're right. set. You don't even have to worry about it. You can plug him in, and he's going to be it's good right away. It's a lock. It, I don't know the last player from defensive player from Georgia who didn't, didn't work. Darnell Wright from, tennis, uh, from Tennessee, he is shooting up draft boards. Yeah. I mean, they, they really like his tape against Will Anderson in that game last year. Um, I mean, Will Anderson's going to be a top-five pick. I mean, Mal Kuyper has Darnell Wright going to the Bears – I don't know much about him, but he is shooting up draft boards, so that could be another intriguing name there. Tackles so. always go high. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I like those top three. I again, I've said, I think I said this last show. I would probably go with Johnson over Skaronsky, just because I feel like Johnson's a bit more athletic, and I feel like that's going to fit Justin Fields' skill set just a little bit more. But you really can't go wrong with either one. They're both probably going to go in the top ten, at least top twelve or so. So I don't really think there's much of a difference there. It's a home run no matter which one you pick. It's kind of like a couple years ago with Panay Sewell and uh, Rashawn Slater. Like yeah. either one, like they're both great. It, it really doesn't matter in that sense. You're going to get someone to be there for ten years, ten plus, hopefully. Um, so I like that. Like for my team, all I want, I just, I just want Deshaun Watson to play well. Like 
just play good football. That's my first round pick this year. Like <laughs> he was the first round pick last year, he's the first round pick this year, and he's the first round pick next year. Like just play good football. Let, let's win some ball games. Uh, but like I said, the Browns don't even have a pick in round two because now that goes they traded that for Elijah Moore. So I need Sean Watson to play well and I need Elijah Moore to play well, and I'm satisfied. Do you have a third a round pick? Draft. They have two. Because okay, they have the good. Jets third um, that they got for Elijah Moore, and then they have a third from um, Kwesi getting hired by the Vikings. They got the minority so, hire pick. Who do you want? What position do you want for like those thirds? Uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, I would say in the third round, I would look for them to add on again at wide receiver. Uh, I know right now the Browns have 13 receivers under contract. Most of those guys are literally who, just camp who, bodies. Who well, are the top three? Right now? Yeah. It's Cooper. Cooper, Moore, and Peoples-Jones. And they also have David Bell, who they drafted last year in round three from Purdue. Uh, Anthony Schwartz won't be on the roster this year. They have Jakeem Grant, who tore his Achilles last oh, year. He's If he stays, he's just going to be a special teams he's guy. He's like the same as Schwartz. Um, he's probably going to get cut, too, unfortunately, just because a year off the Achilles, they're not going to go with it. Um, they have a lot of guys that just aren't going to make the team. Just a lot of camp bodies. I would love to see them get another receiver into that room. Defensive line still needs a lot of work. Um, they picked up another edge rusher. They're going to try uh, Ogbo Okoronkwo, who I love for them. Uh, speed rusher off the edge opposite Miles Garrett. They got Dalvin Tomlinson on the D line. Uh, unfortunately, you know, news yesterday with Perrion Winfrey, um, who they drafted last year in the fourth round. He probably will be cut pretty soon um, following that incident. Um, so they need more help up front. They just need bodies. They were the worst run defense last year. I'd love to see another D tackle. They're in a position to go really best player available, though. There's still holes on this team that they could do. I think they're going to draft a quarterback late, too. I think so. Um, so I don't – like, really late. Like, real, like Fifth, seventh, seventh round. Yeah, I think sense. Like, their last pick, I think they're going to take a stab at a quarterback just to have one in, in, the, in the room. Um, but like I said – Wide receiver, defensive line is what I'd be looking at the most. Um, linebackers, too. But, again, linebackers are hit-miss or whatever. But that's what I would say I would want the Browns to get. But, like, they're not even – they won't be making a pick till 10 o'clock on Friday night. I'm not going to have a clue what what's, what the board's going to look like. So, I mean, yeah. we'll wait to see when we get there. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this week on the pile on. Really good, really good show, guys. I thought I uh, covered a lot of good topics with the draft. Um, obviously, next week – the plan is to do a full first-round mock draft. I can't make any promises to all our listeners that that is going to happen. Sometimes things come up, things change. That is the plan, though. Uh, we'll be on air next week. I may or may not be here. You may be in the good hands of Jada Coster um, for that episode. But it's going to be a lot of fun. It's something we did two years ago. Entire first round, 1 through 32. And we do a bit of a mock draft, of course. That would be a week out before the draft, which obviously... During the draft, we'll have you know full coverage. We'll recap first round and stuff like that um, and get you all the information that you need. But that's going to do it for today. Of course, thank you to Jack Latterman, Jay DeCoster for coming in. I'm your host, Michael Marcotte, signing off. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. We'll be back on the pylon next week.